and welcome to the first of many BAFA Division 1 Midlands podcasts, all part of the coverage by First and 15. Around the country, in many of the flag tournaments and their divisions, there are some representatives creating these short programs highlighting news, results and predictions within their local flag districts. We are your hosts hailing from the Coventry Panthers. I'm Kirk and with me is GM The Freight Train James. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good. All good. Happy to be here. Very warm. Yes, it is very warm. We're very warm. It's uh, definitely a, an early summer this year. <laughs> I think I'm right in saying that this is the first first and 15 podcasts I've done that hasn't been over StreamYard or some other webinar software. Have you done an in-person podcast with Marcus or any other member of the team before? I've done an in-person podcast with Marcus once. Um, it, we recorded it at Warwick Uni. And um, yeah, I, I believe that was for a particular tournament that then didn't happen. So we just spent two or three hours in Warwick Uni. <laughs> And for no reason. The program. <laughs> nice. Uh, so firstly, apologies to all listeners for taking so long to get this out. We did want to have this first episode done before the first game day, highlighting the preseason, but this is all voluntary and frankly, life got in the way. To make up for it, though, we are holding a season-long competition which applies to everyone, whether you play in the Midlands Division, North Premiership, or don't play at all. You can find out about it towards the end of this episode, so do stay tuned. So let us begin it all by introducing the Midlands Division teams. Now, I've not been in flag long enough to reminisce in the old Baffa flag days, but to my understanding, a Midlands Division is a fairly new concept, James, right? It's brand new. It's, um, as, as far as I'm aware, it's the first time they've ever done it, and it's a fantastic thing because it has vastly reduced our travel. We've gone from uh, Plymouth one season, Wales another season, <laughs> to I think the furthest that we have to go, excluding the cross-conference day, is um, Cheltenham. Nice. That is really nice. So saving us from getting out loans to fill out our petrol tanks. We have the convenient Midlands bracket that keeps our six teams all within the confines of the region for the most part, which is great. Okay, James, tell us the teams competing in the Midlands Baffa Division 1 conference. First off, we've got the Coventry Panthers, where we're from. So obviously we'll mention those first. Then we've got the Cheltenham Neptunes, the Cowan Cougars, Nottingham Bears, the Northants Phantoms and the Nottingham Honey Badgers. Nice. So not all will be nicely bunched together, but we have two tasty local derby rivalries happening with the two Nottingham outfits, as well, of course, our own long-lasting healthy rivalry with a branch of the Cougars squad. Possibly the most intense rivalry ever in flag football. <laughs> you say that pretty much by any team we play. Yeah, you've definitely. said it about raccoons, you've said it about everyone. <laughs> yeah, name a team that we're not friendly rivals with. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so let's for a moment pretend that game day one hasn't happened yet, and we don't know any results or mad insights into the division. Let's quickly talk about what we know about them from previous meetups, starting with who would you place towards the top of the table by the end of the season? Without knowing anything really about the division, and because it's been a few years since we've been in Baffa, so it's, um, it's quite interesting for us because we're new to and on the outside. Um, I personally would bet my money on the Neptunes being up the top end of the table this year. Mm-hmm. They played really well last year when there was no divisions at all, so they were competing with some premiership teams. I think they've got it in them to really, really go far this year. Mm. I myself have only played the Cheltenham Neptunes once in an affiliation friendly and don't know too much about them other than a few of them attended the school I went to for sick form. Big up, Bourneside. What's your opinion on them as a rounded team? I think they're a fantastic team. I think they've got a lot of talent in almost all the positions. There is no one who you could pick out as a, as a weak member or someone that you really need to attack when you see them come onto the field. Um, We've got a great relationship with them anyway. We helped them get affiliated. They helped us get re-affiliated. So, um, yeah, Ben and the guys are really, really good, and they've got a very strong squad. 
So now the little I know about the Neptunes is far greater than what I know about the rest of the teams competing in our division. To be honest, I think I'm probably only here because I have all the audio gear. So I'm just going to let you talk about some of the other teams from your experience with the Panthers. Let's do one or two sentences going down the list, including us and where you think they'll end up after all 2022 game days. Um, <clears throat> honestly, it, like I say, because we've been out of the league for a while, it, we don't have all of the up-to-date scouting reports yet. But um, I, I really think that we've got a good, strong division that's very that's going to be very, very competitive. I would like to think that we'll come near the top. Um, I think we've got a very strong squad, and I could talk for hours about our squad and how much we've grown and developed. It's been a long time since we've played in a Baffer competition, so it's really nice to get back into that and have a totally different outlook compared to playing in other leagues more recently. Um, <clears throat> we've got the Cowan Cougars, who are a fantastic squad. They've got a lot of very strong players. I believe most of them came over from the Blackhawks originally, um, and they've kind of amalgamated with the Cougars, who are a fantastic squad on, on their own as well. So they are definitely one to watch out for. And that's the Bedford Blackhawks, not the Newcastle. Yes. <laughs> that'd, be a, that'd be a long drive. That, that would definitely be a long drive. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Newcastle. Um, and what about the Phantoms? You've played them before, but we haven't seen them for a long time. No, we haven't seen the Phantoms for a long time. Um, at the risk of spoiling the fact that we're already in week two anyway, um, we played them during our week one game day, and it was incredible. We've come; They've always been a team that we've found to be quite competitive with us. Mm-hmm. We've always found that they have some really strong players, and they've got a very friendly, welcoming squad that are always keen to have a good competition, and they seem to really, really play well. They've come a long way since the last time we played them. Do we know much about the Nottingham teams? Have we played them many, many years in the past? The Nottingham teams, I, I really can't comment on. Um, I know a few players from the Bears. I know we've had a few players that have played with some of the Bears at various points. Mm-hmm. Didn't we have a Bears player come down for the Panther Bowl? Yes, we, we did. did. Yeah, we've got, we've got some close links with some of the players in the Bears and our, our own Lee Chapman played with them for a bit mm-hmm. as well. Um, but <clears throat> I, can't, I can't really comment much. We played the Honey Badgers a long time ago when, and I think I'd say they're a different team to the team that we played, so I can't really comment. Likewise with the Bears. Which makes it really interesting after the time I've been in the Panthers, we've pretty much had this rivalry with Raccoons. We know the Raccoons inside out. We know all their players. We've played all their players. And every time we come up against them, we have people like Tyler and yourself saying we need to watch out for these people, do these things. This time I'm realizing we haven't got that much information and it's a case of do everything good. We don't know how good they're <laughs> going to be. It's definitely a blank slate. We're, um, we really, really got to just kind of play it by ear and we can plan as much as we like and we can you know, watch their games while we're refereeing and try and learn a bit, but we're, n- we're never going to be able to plan to the degree we have with some of our closer rivals. Nice. Okay, nice. So that is our team and our division for this year's Baffa Division 1. Okay, as we know, last Saturday was game day one in Northampton at the Phantoms' home ground. Uh, so there's plenty of drama that day, though, isn't there? Yeah, I think the mass- most of the drama came from uh, Baffa rolling out the new Playways system. <laughs> I think the rest of the league will be able to sympathise with that. We had um, some last-minute squeaky bums around uh, whether rosters would be checked properly and people had the correct documentation and everything, but it all seemed to work out in the end. It did. Back to paper. Back to to paper. What was ever wrong with that? I'm holding paper right now. What was ever wrong with paper? Not environmentally friendly, Kirk. This is true. We can recycle it. We can recycle. Uh, But Playways is back this weekend, so do make sure your things are up to date or you will not be playing us. Playways is back with a vengeance. Back with a vengeance. Uh, so let's talk about the results and were there any surprises along the way, James? Um, I don't think there was a massive amount of surprises. Um, 
based on the fact that we don't know a lot about the teams, it's difficult for us to be surprised by any of the results. True, true. I'm sure there will be some shocking results and some definite curveballs thrown in. But this this week, it's week one. There's not much you can say that you can expect because you spend hours and hours of training planning for week one and you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think it was you that mentioned at the game day last week, which was really interesting to me, which was everyone thinks you're at your peak at week one because you've spent three months in preseason getting it all together. But because we don't know the teams and, or even if we did know the teams, we don't know this year's team yeah. and we don't really, we're not really in our stride until the third or fourth game day. That's that's it. Until you get to mid season, you're really just kind of dusting the cobwebs off. And like us, we've been training consistently since January. So we've had three or four months under our belts and we, and you do, you feel like you're in your prime and that you've prepared everything and you're ready to go. And then until you actually go out on the field, you really haven't got a clue. Mm-hmm. So the first one uh, we're looking at is uh, Northland's Phantoms versus Cowan Cougars. They beat the Phantoms 41 to 26. Well, I think it was a well-fought game. I think it's really interesting to see. I know we know that the Cougars are a strong team. Um, and if we look at last season, if we look at last season's results, generally that we'd expect that kind of situation. However, I think it's really good to see that the Phantoms put up 26 points against them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a, that is a closer game than the score probably indicates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up was Neptune's Honey Badges with a 38-0. Yeah, first blowout of the season. Um, I can't necessarily say too much about that. Other, I didn't watch the game, but we know that the Neptunes are a fantastic team. We know that they're really, really strong and that their squad was definitely, definitely on the ball that day. So. I can't fault them, and I can't fault the, the Honey Badgers for going out and giving it their best shot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, next up, we have Cougars again, this time against the Bears, 39-13. Yeah, so that was, a, once again, a strong result for the Cougars. You can't fault their performance. Uh, I think the Bears seem to be slightly less manned on the day than I would have expected. They seem to be rocking with quite a small squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were. Feel free to tell me if I'm wrong there, Bears. Yeah, they were, they were. Um, so I think that probably let them down a bit, but it was it was really good to see that there was a few scores in there, and that it seemed to be a very strong performance from the Cougars. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have us uh, this time against the Phantoms, which was forty-seven twenty-five in this one. Yeah, it, it was a, a disappointing result for us in terms of um, yeah the the Phantoms played fantastically. And they were really, really strong. And I think we went in, that was our second game of the day, mm-hmm. and we'd, we'd narrowly lost to the Neptunes. And I think we went in a little bit disheartened and it took us a while to get going. And I think that's, um, that's what let us down. We really struggled in the start. But the Phantoms played f- phenomenally. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is my first season on defense, and it's really interesting to see the different teams after playing neptunes who are so explosive and so aggressive especially with their faster players it it was mostly chase chase them down try and get in the way with the phantoms it was a completely different ball game really different it was more position wise and really pulling me out of position flooding my area and i have no idea where to go if i was to if i was to jump the gun a bit and talk about the cheltenham game as well as the phantoms game from our experience um i think i think you've hit the nail on the head there the difference between those two teams the neptunes are so athletic they are such a strong team they're all big and they're all quick um the phantoms are so well drilled they know their positions like no one's business the stuff they were doing and we were going what well, why isn't why is why isn't our coverage working 
And it, it wasn't even because we were using the wrong coverage or it wasn't because we were using the wrong play to attack their defense. It was just that they were so well drilled and so well disciplined that you just couldn't, couldn't get anything past them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so our first game of the season was against the Neptunes. It was a close game, 35-33. It was a heartbreaking result for us. It really was. Um, I think <clears throat> we always knew it was going to be a good game against the Neptunes. The Neptunes have always, always given us a good run for our money. Um, and I'm, I'm really happy with the result because, I, as I say, I genuinely think that they are one of the best teams in the division, if not the best. So for us to get as close as two points is phenomenal. Our first game as well. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Dusting the cobwebs off. Yeah. But it was a really, really close game. They played fantastically. And we just had our single heartbreaking moment for um, Sean Moss, where yeah. <laughs> um, Mason Reed managed to get a sack in the same play as Sean intercepted the ball and ran it back to the end zone. But he did knacker out three of the Neptune's players, though, which was quite handy. Yes. It was quite handy. Who, who knows what would have happened? Were they, were they at full fitness after that? Definitely. Uh, it was hard on defense, too. Obviously, when they scored that two-pointer, um, well, they were two points ahead of us. We then realized going out there with like a minute to go, it's defense now and we have to score. It doesn't matter if they score. We have to score. And obviously we just, we just couldn't get that done that day. They have such a strong team. I'll say it. I'll be saying that all season. You might as well call it my catchphrase. It's, they are really, really solid. So we scored 33 against the Neptunes and they scored 33 against the Bears. But a bit closer this time, 33-26. I think, the, I think the Bears played really well to get that close to them. Um, as we said, the Bears were on a a smaller squad than I think they would have liked. And to be able to go out and put that against such a strong team, they've done a fantastic job there. I'm sure the Neptunes just go out and do what the Neptunes do. They play their game. And sometimes you just have to play damage limitation. But 33-26 is a really, really good result out of that. So the Honey Badgers uh, were perhaps a bit like us on our preseason game day unlucky in taking the top two teams in, in our opinion anyway uh early yes and they had to take the neptunes which obviously they scored nothing against for 38 nil and then they had to take on the cowan cougars which also was a 33 nil result yes it's uh unfortunate to, to have a baptism of fire like that um i think we don't know enough about the honey badger squad yet to really be able to make a call on how they played but Going against two of the strongest teams in the division, you, you can't fault them for going out and giving it their best. Okay, so the end of the first game day, here is our table of results. We have the Cougars ahead on nine points, uh, with Neptunes also on nine points, but Cougars simply ahead on goal difference there, on point difference. Uh, we then have the Phantoms in third with three points with their one win, and Panthers, Bears, and Honey Badgers all sharing zero points with their two losses each. Panthers uh, are at the top there, again on point difference, but closely followed by the Bears, and of course, Honey Badgers still awaiting their first points so far this season. Okay, so looking ahead at game day two, which is this Sunday in Cheltenham. I'm going back home, James. Seeing the fam. Hopefully wake up in the Shire bright-eyed and primed. We'll see. We'll see. Let's take a look at the fixtures to come in order. So first up, we have the Neptunes versus the Cougars, the two big dogs. Clash of the Titans, tell you what. I, I think that's going to be a really, really close game. I think it's going to come down to one side has, is going to make one tiny mistake and they're really going to be punished for it. I think it's going to be ultra, ultra close. And my prediction 
is 28-22 to the Neptunes. Oh, see, I've gone even closer. I totally in agreement. I've gone 35-34 to the Neptunes. It really could go either way well, for me. That, that one, that, that would be a game to watch. Absolutely. I'm kind of sad that we're playing at the same time. I know. Tell me about it. Because <laughs> we are playing the Badgers, who are looking to score their first point. The points. Honey Badgers. The Honey Badgers, sorry. The Honey Badgers, who are looking to score their first points. Uh, what do you think? I think we're a strong squad. I think going off the performance from game, game day one, I think we're going to take that one. I wouldn't be doing my team justice if I didn't say that we were going to take it. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a well-fought game. And my score prediction is 31-13 to the Panthers. Nice. I always mentioned a few guys uh, when we had a bit of a meeting on Saturday uh, that I wouldn't underestimate the Honey Badgers. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, but because we don't know anything about them, really, I didn't even really get to watch them play last week. Mm -hmm. I, I can only go with my gut. Exactly. Same here. But I think they're going to come out fighting. Um, but I, th I think I've been a bit harsher towards them and more in our favour. I've gone 33-6. That's, a, that's the defender in you right there. That's it you is. having the pride that you don't want to let more than one score in. Exactly. If, if, they, if they have to score, I hope it's just the one. Yeah. Next up at one o'clock, we have the Cougars against the Phantoms, are already our first repeat game. Yeah, so that game happened last week, and now the Phantoms get another go at the Cougars. So that's going to be really interesting. I'm hoping to see that both teams have learned a bit from their first clash. Exactly. And that I think the scores are, are going to reflect that. So I've let it go a little bit closer than their last one. I've gone for 35 to 21 to the Cougars. Mm -hmm. I've gone for a similar kind of goal difference there with 42 35 to the Cougars. I think it's going to be good to see how those two teams have developed over the past couple of weeks. I mean, you've got one, maybe two training sessions to try and take what you've learned and implement it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a challenge. But also really fun to watch. Really fun to really watch. Really good one to watch. Once again, though. We're playing. We are playing again. We are playing the Bears this time. Uh, the other Nottingham team, we go all the way to Cheltenham to play the furthest away team, uh, which is interesting. Interesting. Uh, but we have played at Cheltenham before, and it's, I, I do like it there at the, at the Tigers' ground. Yeah, the Tigers' ground is great. Ben's done a great job getting that venue. And they mm -hmm. always put on a good show. They always get a few snacks and drinks out for us. They're nothing if not hospitable. Hospitable is the word. <laughs> Try and say that. Through a microphone again. Hospitable. <laughs> Hospitable. Hospitable. <laughs> what do we think is going to happen between us and the Bears? I've really struggled with this one, to be honest, because after last week's showing where they were a very small squad, I don't know. That could be the maximum size of their squad. They could be bringing an army of people this time. Maybe the whole of Nottingham, minus the Honey Badgers, <laughs> are going to be coming to Cheltenham to play. I'd like to think that they're going to bring a few more this time, and because it's going to be their first game of the day, they'll be nice and fresh and ready to go. Um, so once again, I've had to go for the Panthers' win, but I've got it, called it at 27-22. Mm, mm, that's close. Close. I've based mine purely off what the results were last time and considering our performance against the Neptunes and their performance against the Neptunes and so on, I've put us down at maybe 41-28. I think we'd like to try and score some more. It would be nice to go and get a really high-scoring game, but I think we'd have to wait and see who they show up with. And immediately after they play us, they then have to replay the Neptunes. Yeah, another repeat, and it's going to be an interesting one. You've already played one game, and then you're going to go straight back into one against the big dogs. I think it's going to be a really, really challenging game for the bears but i think they're going to have improved on their performance last week and i'm calling it a 35 to 21 to the neptunes which is really weird 
because that's exactly what I've put. Ooh. <laughs> and honestly, we haven't talked about this at all. Honestly, that is exactly what I put. I've got it, I've got it typed out here. I've printed this. This is down 3521 to the Neptunes. Um, I think it really depends with the Bears on how they come out from us. And the same as we are. If we come out on a win, we're, we're ready to play. And even if we come out on a loss, we're, we're almost always, also still ready to play. Um, but it doesn't always work out that way. But that one will be an interesting one to watch. And I think we're repping one of those games. Nice. Nice. We get an automatic look. So at the same time as Bears v. Neptunes, we have Phantoms versus the Honey Badgers. That's going to be a good game. I think it'll be really interesting to see how those two teams match up. Like I say, we don't know much about the Badgers, but I really think that they could give them a good, a good showing. Based on last week's scores, though, I can't be too generous, so I've called it a 33-7 to the, to the Phantoms. Nice. Yeah, Phantoms did put up a lot of points against us. Uh, it, was, it was really frustrating to be in the game, um, but impressive to see outside when you watch it back. And you definitely can't count the Honey Badgers out of anything. Exactly, exactly, which is why I think, I'm the, I think they're going to come fighting back, but I think it's going to be 33-12 to the Phantoms. Phantoms, if you don't score 33, I'll be very disappointed because we've <laughs> both agreed on that one. Penultimate game of the day is Neptunes versus the Phantoms. Yeah, that's going to be a tough game for the Phantoms, I think, especially if they've just played the Honey Badgers as well. Um, they've got a busy game day that week with three games, but I think they're going to give the Neptunes a good run for their money. So my, my prediction is 42-27 to the Neptunes. Uh, see, I've also got a 42 in mine, but I put 42 to the Phantoms with 47 to the Neptunes. You're expecting a proper shootout. I think so. I, th- I think they are going to come out. Cause as, as we found out firsthand last week, totally different kind of teams. So it dep- really depends how well they are reading each other, how well they are adapting to a change. And it could be really fun to watch. It's it's really going to come down to can raw athleticism outdo proper, proper, strict football discipline? Quote of the podcast, that one, I think. That is it. That is it. That is the one. And finally, the one we've been waiting for, the Nottingham Derby in week two. And it's the last game of the day. Everyone can watch. There are no other games happening at that time. Except the Champions League final. <laughs> Except the Champions League final. <laughs> Four o'clock, it is the Nottingham Bears versus the Nottingham Honey Badgers. What do you fare, James? I think this is going to be the game of the day. I think it's going to be a really, really close game. I think both of those teams are going to be looking to prove something, especially after last week's disappointing results. So I really, really want to see the pair of them go at it. And I think I'll certainly be staying to watch that one. So my score prediction is going to be 21-14 to the Bears. One touchdown and an extra point. But that could completely change based on the squad size of the Bears. Okay, okay. Because okay. if, if you're playing three games that day and you've barely got 10 players, you're going to be struggling come four o'clock. This is true. This is true. It's a late day as well. It's, it is. It is. We, uh, we're not starting until midday. So normally by the normally by four o'clock we're all home and in the pub. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> I don't know too much about either Nottingham team, as I've said throughout this entire episode. Uh, based on that, I think just like we play the local teams to us, we know their offense and defense very well. I think Nottingham know each other's teams very well. So I've put down fifteen thirty, and I think it's going to come down. I'm going to call this. I'm going to call it, James. I'm going to call it. I think it's going to come down to one of the teams forcing a two-point conversion. 
and they're going to try and play it hard and try and get that two point, force the other team to really play hard defensively and force a mistake. So I think it's going to be Bears 15, Honey Badgers 13. Oh, that it would be a game to watch. <laughs> I think it'd be really good as well if for our next episode we can get one of those two teams to uh, send a player to guest star for us. That'd be sweet. It'd be really good to get feedback on that. Nice. So we have our predictions in place, and this is where you can get involved. Remember, you can be anyone from any division or beyond, so it's always worth getting into. But how do they enter, Kirk? Well, I'm glad you asked. If you comment an exact score in the comment section of our videos before your predicted game takes place, you get put into an exclusive prize pool to win a mystery prize at the end of the season. What do you mean by that exactly, Kirk? <laughs> Basically, if I was to put in the comments that I think the Bears will beat the Honey Badgers 33-14, for instance, and I get that score exactly right, I'll be allowed in the pool of prizes where we will select a random winner from those that have successfully done so. How many entries do I get, Kirk? Well, that's the thing. You can make a prediction on every game per game day. That's eight guesses per game day. You have eight chances to get into that prize pool. How annoyed do you get it when I go off script, Kirk? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. It's a challenge. It's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Text costs 35p plus your standard network rate. Do not vote after lines have closed or you will be ineligible but may still be charged. <laughs> well, guys, that's it. I hope you've enjoyed our first episode of Baffa Division 1 Midlands uh, with First and 15. I'd like to say any captains of Midlands teams or players in general that will be happy to talk to us, we may be seeking you out for a few quotes on game days to be used in our next episodes. So if you're willing to, do send us a message or speak to us on the day. And also, we're looking to have guest stars. I'm sure that we've got plenty of players within the Midlands division that would like some time on the podcast. So it'd be great to hear from you and some volunteers for when you're available. Okay, guys, thanks very much. I've been Kirk. And I've been James. And this has been First and 15 Midlands Edition. We'll see you on Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. For Baffer Game Day 2.